This episode of the Event Industry News Podcast is sponsored by Evolution Dome, award-winning temporary inflatable event structures. Take a look at their structures at evolutiondome.com. Hello, everyone. Before we start today's podcast in the usual way, I thought it would be useful to provide a bit of context and background. Very shortly, you'll meet Eleanor Honigstein from LinkedIn, a company and brand that I'm sure needs no introduction at all. Eleanor will be joined by Celine Laukman from Aditus, who have been very generous in facilitating today's episode. Aditus works for some of Europe's biggest shows, including the internationally renowned Baumer Construction Machinery Trade Fair, the FIBO Global Fitness Event and the ISPO Munich Sports Business Show. Established in Germany in 1998, Aditus has experienced significant growth in the last five years, leading to subsidiaries being established in the UK and the Middle East to meet demand from its international clients. We're delighted to have two leading international brands on the podcast today, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Event Industry News Podcast with me, James Dixon, wishing you all a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever or wherever you tune into today's podcast from. And on today's podcast, it's going to be an easy one because I've got two guests. And two guests means that I can do less talking and I can, you know, listen to the insightful and the fantastic comments and uh, advice and opinion that's coming out of our guests today. And I've just been speaking to our guests off air. And I, and I know that um, for one of them, at least, it's the first time that they've done a podcast, I think, or anything of this nature. So, you know, everybody, I need everybody to send, you know, good vibes down the line today, if you're listening to the podcast. Um, it's going to be a great conversation, I'm certain of it, because we're talking about something that um, is, is, Probably a familiar subject in the broadest sense to most of the people that that, that tune into the podcast. Um, it's a subject of building communities. It ties in with things like ticketing and registration. It ties in with technology platforms that we will all use in our day-to-day activities now. So there are all sorts of things that will offer a sense of familiarity to regular listeners of the podcast. Um, and as ever, we hope that we learn and that we gain some insight into the particular working practices and uh, and some of the advice of the guests today. So on that subject, let's bring our guests on. I'm delighted to be joined today, first of all, by Celine Laukman, who is the Head of Internationalization at Aditus. Celine, a very warm welcome to the Event Industry News podcast. Thank you so very much. Good morning. Good morning to you. And our second guest is Eleanor Honigstein. Honigstein. I'm hoping that I got that. Honigstein, I'll say it again. Uh, Business Development and International Partnerships from LinkedIn. Eleanor, a very warm welcome to the Event Industry News podcast. Hi, James. Hi, Celine. Great to be here. Um, now, uh, LinkedIn, no doubt a name people will be familiar with. Aditus, I know from a ticketing point of view, you are a, a, an international global operation, Celine. But there may be um, listeners and followers of the podcast who maybe haven't come across you um, as, a, as, as a platform or as an organization before. Perhaps we could begin, Celine, by giving a little bit of background as to who you are and what you do for Aditus and what Aditus does as a business. Very good comment, James. Thank you very much. Um, So I'm Celine, as James mentioned, and I'm responsible for the internationalization of Aditus. Now, yes, James, you're right. Depending on where you ask this question, um, whether we are a startup or not, um, the answer might be different. But we actually come across as a highly motivated and agile startup. Um, However, we're celebrating 25 years in the industry in September this year. Our headquarter is in Germany, so in Germany, really well known. 
uh, or in the German-speaking market. Um, when it comes to UK, Middle East, um, maybe not so much. But mm -hmm. as we are around since 1998, um, you regularly find us anywhere between Miami and South Korea in action, really. But what are we? Um, we are a full-service registration solution. Our unique identifier here really is that we don't just do the registration. We focus heavily on exhibition marketing. And um, in our full service, we also have to on-site batching. Mm. That all of this is for combining or combining a hassle-free customer journey. That's, that's all we work towards, um, especially visitor growth and exhibitor value. Um, yeah. And the few key points you may you may hear me scribbling today uh, on the piano that I sit at whilst we're recording these. You may hear me scribbling furiously my notes down here. But there's a few things that I'm going to pick out of that in in a minute, Celine. In terms of talking points, um, Eleanor, let's come to you first of all and just find out LinkedIn, a name that I, I'm sure we don't need to necessarily explain who what LinkedIn is. But give us an idea about what your role is at LinkedIn. Sure. Um, so first of all, I'm based in, in London uh, and I'm responsible for some of LinkedIn's business development and partnership uh, initiatives um, across EMEA. Um, I guess this means that my days are dedicated to uh, building those connections and, and partnerships with different partners that bring value to our members. And when I say value to our members, it means um, making sure that the platform has insightful content, that people are connected to one another, um, that we help the companies that are on the platform um, increase their brand visibility. Uh, and all these things I'm extremely passionate about because I, I come from kind of a, a very different background, working in charities and building communities, working with startups and, and building their partnerships. So I've always been very passionate about um, building connections between people. And that's why I'm very, very aligned with, with our mission and with my day job. Absolutely. And I'm sure just from those introductions that listeners of today's episode will already be, you know, connecting the dots, so to speak, and, 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 and maybe not drawing conclusions, but seeing, OK, maybe we get an idea where this is going today because Selena Aditus is doing event registration and, and ticketing. But as you said, heavily focused on exhibition marketing and LinkedIn is, is ultimately you know, synonymous with business networking in the digital age. So we've got, you know, two businesses there that already have some alignment with them. And it, it's interesting that you said, that you, you know, as a as a ticketing and uh, a registration business, Celine, that your your focus is on exhibition, but really, really taking a focus on the marketing because, you know, in an age where we're driven by the data, the data, you know, begins for any exhibition really with that registration process. So to then operate as a business that takes, takes a very, very centered approach towards the marketing side of things is an obvious step, e even though we do still see other ticketing and registration companies who maybe not utilizing the information that they are um uh, uh, have have access to to look at the marketing side of things as well has, has that always been the case with Aditus that you know that the marketing has been such a heavy part of the business from the beginning absolutely and very interestingly we heard at a roundtable we hosted in london in april it says registration is a necessary evil and we were shocked when we heard that and i think <laughs> taking this marketing or exhibition or event marketing approach into the equation and focusing on visitor growth but also on exhibitor value um, just takes the evil 
out of it. Um, yeah. And our mission is really to generate benefits for all stakeholders and not make it a hassle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the necessary evil is is quite a a dumbed down way of putting it, you know. Because I mean, people who describe it as necessary evil maybe haven't been dare I say it, doing it properly or doing it correctly or doing it in the most effective way if they see it as a burden, you know, and, and really in, a, in an age where we're driven by data and data is everything, to look at something like the registration process as an evil is is completely disregarding, you know, the, the absolute fundamental of how we run an event, whether they be in person or digital, Elena, is, is that we've got this, this data available to us and we shouldn't see it as evil. Absolutely. Um, I totally agree with you. And actually, I want to add another another point that is um, very uh, important when it comes to marketing, um, not not just for events, by the way, but uh, from what I've seen uh, and we've seen that marketing is not um, anymore kind of a transactional thing. It's it's less about kind of the, the cold calling or seeing an ad. Um, there's a lot of um, marketing now that's done via content creation. So the more kind of um, content that we share on the platform, whether it's, you know, via speakers or, or exhibitors, like Celine mentioned, um, you know, the more likely we are to attract the right people. So mm. just kind of worth mentioning that when we talk about um, data and content sharing. Absolutely. And, and I suppose getting not so much to the point of today's conversation, but one of the, the key aspects of today's conversation and, and why we wanted to get you on the podcast to to, to find out what, what the two organizations are doing together is is the LinkedIn Community Builder. Um, and maybe I, I, I was thinking off air today before we, we, we joined each other on this link. How do we bring this into the conversation? How do we find the right way of explaining this to people in a very easy to understand way so they can build a mental picture while they're listening to this today as to as to how it works and what it does? Um, I, I'm wondering whether or not, Eleanor, we start with you, first of all, to tell sure. us what LinkedIn Community Builder actually is before we come to you, Celine, to find out how it's now working with Aditus. Um, absolutely, that's that's a great idea. And perhaps before we start kind of diving into the community builder, uh, which is an integration for event organizers, essentially, we can take a step back and understand why LinkedIn is even interested um, in kind of playing in the event arena. Mm -hmm. uh, so if, if you're looking at the LinkedIn mission of connecting the world professionals to create more economic opportunities for everyone, we can clearly see how events are actually seen by us as a lever to start and grow and fuel uh, communities and knowledge exchange uh, and connection between people. And so it's very, very much aligned with our mission. And as you know, LinkedIn has had uh, the event page uh, feature. I don't know how many of our listeners use it, but we have an event page feature that is free for everyone to use. Uh, and people can then on the event page that they're creating on the platform can uh, share uh, the event widely with their network and connect to one another, um, can you know send messages and so on. So that's a very powerful tool that's anyway open um, mm -hmm. to our community. So we were thinking, how can we leverage this even more and ensure that you know connections are being made even more on the platform? So we kind of initiated the community builder integration. Uh, we started by a pilot uh, in Germany with Aditus, um, in Brazil, in India, and when we saw that it's working, uh, we decided to, to scale it. So when, we, when it comes to the actual integration, it's a very, very simple thing to understand. It's basically, we are connecting the um, off-platform registration, let's say on Aditus, 
mm -hmm. um, with the LinkedIn event page. So then myself as an attendee, I'm joining an event, I'm registering on the Additus platform. At the end of the registration platform, uh, registration flow, I will see an iframe that invites me to join the event page um, on LinkedIn. And there, as I said, I can connect with others and share it widely um, with, with the network. And, and, and you know it, that, that that's brilliant because you've explained it in a way that straight away I'm sure people are going okay I understand this now and we've all seen integrations Celine on 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 platforms before and anybody who works in the event space will have worked with different technology platforms and building these tech stacks that we refer to them as where a number of platforms and tools will integrate with each other but having this ability at that registration process Celine to actually guide registrants and attendees straight into that LinkedIn community to start building those those connections is is I suppose fundamental in this year-round marketing process that annual events certainly have to undertake now. Absolutely. And I mean we want it to be relevant for the visitors. We we don't want to just market something random and this is really important. So it is really smartly built into the registration process. And we here also leveraging the organic reach. And I think this is super important because there is a new e-privacy regulation coming, um, possibly 2025 already. This is around the corner. And this basically says there is a general ban on technically unnecessary cookies waiting for right. us. So that makes it super difficult um, also for organizers to invite people. Um, mm without breaching GDPR regulations. So here we have then a step with the LinkedIn Community Builder. Well, first we started, this is already our second version. So this is version 2.0. Um, we started with the classic LinkedIn event and we really tapping into an organic reach that is authentic for other people to see that somebody is attending an event and not make it cumbersome for somebody to actually follow the event so built into the registration to follow the event but not only to follow the event but also having the opportunity now in the second version to follow groups specific groups specific speakers um, specific companies so you as an organizer can bring in some incentives and say well you are my top sponsor you're going to get the top spot here mm. in that LinkedIn community builder so really ways around um, incentivizing also exhibitors um, yeah and organic reach is really the number one word here um, to leverage without having paid marketing it's not a paid per click um, activity here sure um, Absolutely. If I can just add something um, and basically just hone in to the uh, to the value that the integration, uh, you know, gives us exactly as Celine mentioned. Um, in a way, if we look at this integration um, in terms of the value that you're essentially creating a digital community layer um, for, for an event and we're enabling the discovery and as, as Celine mentioned, the increased reach in a very um, organic, organic way. Um, so essentially, you know, our, um, our members can uh, share event related content um, and then go back kind of to the event page and, and refer to it. Um, they can um, share the, the event with their networks. And in that way, we amplify the reach because their networks are being notified uh, that they're attending. And so from the pilots that we run and, you know, from our scaling 
activities, we have seen that it increases the discovery of the event, the reach, uh, and the engagement and the long-standing engagement. So what Celine mentioned on our iteration of um, of this integration, where uh, an attendee can also is also prompted to follow the company page uh, now. So essentially, what we're doing is converting attendees into followers for that long-standing um, engagement beyond the life of the event. And to me, this seems like um, maybe organic is not the word to use, but in the sense that. For the past few years, uh, particularly sort of pre pan, uh, just pre pandemic, for the last eighteen months pre pandemic, and then since the pandemic, what we've tried to do with digital um, networking tools that have been available to event organisers is we try and get people to register for an event and then divert them to a tool maybe that they've never used before. Whereas it strikes me as there is far there's a far bigger chance that somebody who's registering for a business focused event is going to have a profile on LinkedIn. There is an existing community of people there that I would think that 99.9% .9 of people who, who work have some sort of professional profile on LinkedIn of, of varying degrees. So to me, it makes far more sense to utilize an existing network that has got a wide reach than trying to get people to sign up or to use a digital in a networking tool that they've never used before. And depending on how many events they go to each year, they may then have to sign up for two, three, four, five, six different digital networking tools in order to, to create some sort of engagement. So the, the just utilizing LinkedIn as you know as being the pri the world's primary business network seems like an obvious step to take, Celine, for a for a company that does what Aditus does. Absolutely. You mentioned um B2B exhibitions. Um and we see the majority is active on LinkedIn. And obviously, in the registration flow, you can already have a social login, then everything is automated. You are not transferred um, to various different pop-up windows that you don't trust or that your um, security is blocking anyway. So yes, all sometimes you don't even need a click to follow that event. Um, and in other cases, it is just one click. But what I actually wanted to highlight before, the, the situation we're facing across all events, whether it's B2B, B2C, it's late registrations. Mm -hmm. And this is what we want to also improve, to just improve this early registration rate, because we can't all wait until five days before the show that 80% of the visitors actually sign up, because then we also can't prepare the matchmaking. Mm. So all really geared up to have these early registration rates, much improved early registration rates, and also much reduced no-show because Eleanor already mentioned it, you are engaged in the content that is just targeted and what you want to see. Well, that, that's interesting. an interesting point there. And if we can come to you, Eleanor, about the, the registration rates in those early, in the trials of the, um, the community builder, what, what were the sort of statistics and the analysis coming back in terms of the registration rates? Was it a noticeable improvement or was it something that, that people had to sort of slowly uh, uh, adapt to? How quick was it to see some sort of difference? Um, no, absolutely. We are seeing, particularly when we talk about the kind of event brand visibility, you know, and how many followers they capture and uh, and how many people then um, come to the event page via LinkedIn or via the integration. Uh, we are seeing a, a really significant increase in that. And the beauty of it that we are also sharing um, some aggregated metrics with the event planner. Mm -hmm. So that they can learn as well about their community uh, and the value of um, of the of the event, basically, because 
you know, they can learn about how many connections were made during the event, um, how many messages were sent, um, how many impressions the event pages had. So they can, can really learn the, about the impact uh, in a very comprehensive way. Mm. And, and when we talk about aggregated metrics, um, I suppose, Celine, that the, the more events you can offer this to via your own platform that you're delivering the registration and the ticketing for, the more events you run, the better those metrics and the better the data becomes because you can start to really tell people you know confidently if you utilize this tool this is the average sort of impact you're going to make in terms of pre-registration data a hundred percent um and i mean we looking into that data already and it's really interesting i mean in um our Headline today, we talked about 9 million. So how do mm. we actually get to this number? And it is not a secret and people can actually work it out for themselves. So we took an average show of 30,000 visitors. I think mm -hmm. this is a classic average show. So if these 30,000 visitors um, join the LinkedIn event and have on average 300 followers each, which I think is on the lower side, um, it's a simple mathematical calculation yeah. you have 30,000 times 300 is 9 million impressions that you generate um, automatically and organically and authentically um, without having to worry about paying per click to advertise your show mm. uh, for uh, example and, on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah no uh, absolutely and again just just going back to the sort of what I consider it to be almost like a light bulb hold on why are we not using linkedin more effectively because i've seen i've been at, at, at conferences and exhibitions before where you know linkedin experts have stood on stages telling you how to improve your linkedin profile and how to use utilize it more efficiently but the actual the, the the task of taking it as a platform and linking it with other platforms from an event point of view seems obvious but you know eventually we've reached a stage eleanor where it is happening these integrations are happening and I, I kind of think like when we look at the world of social media, there are so many platforms and so many different avenues people can go down. But from a business networking point of view, in terms of an online community, LinkedIn remains the, the, the primary platform out there. So it, it seems to me that it, this is, a, this is a, a unique opportunity for LinkedIn that whilst it remains the primary platform is to capitalize on these opportunities in the event spaces while you can. Absolutely. And you said it so rightly before people anyway, you know, professionals anyway, go to the platform, uh, whether to check out the speakers, to check out who else, you know, is uh, the profile of people who are attending. So I guess with this integration, if we look at it from kind of the, the value creation, we are providing uh, depth of knowledge about, you know, the attendees and the speakers because people can see their profile in real time and they can assess how relevant they are in terms of, you know, business relevancy. Um, and we also provide um, the data, as we mentioned, the scale and, and discoverability. Um, I don't know how, how much you, you know about the LinkedIn event page, but essentially when you're creating it and attendees are joining, uh, there's a lot of notification, you know, on, on their page, um, mm -hmm. on, on their network page and so on. And so the discovery is, is, is very strong. And the last thing is really longevity because LinkedIn is a platform that's there to stay also beyond the event unlike you know some event apps that people tend to delete so here the connections stay um you know much kind of in, in a much longer way uh, and one sort of quick question in terms of the user experience and what they see um people listening to this will no doubt be aware that you know when you make a or when you 
request a new connection on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. when you look at somebody's profile, you can see how many steps removed they are from you. Are they a first connection? Yeah. Are they a second, a third, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if somebody gets a notification that somebody would like to connect with them within LinkedIn and they are part of the same event page or they have already you know, been part of that event, that's been set up. Do you see that on the connection request that they are part of that event rather than just seeing that they are a second or a third connection? That's a good question. So first of all, on the connection on the event page, you can see um, everyone who's going to the event and you can see on the event page how they are connected to you. And so when you basically um, share a, um, a request, a connection request, um, you can basically kind of write that, you know, you're going to the same event. Um, and I think also on the profile of that person um, or, and on your person, uh, you can also see uh, if you're going to a, to a similar event. So, yes, certainly there's, uh, it creates that commonality and more visible. Mm. And, and, and I suppose from a, from a profile point of, of view, Celine, you know, we, we shouldn't shy away from what I said in, in the opening, which is that you were named as the main event tech partner for the Adnet Capital Events for, for Global Media Congress for, for, for this year and next year. Um, significant in a couple of respects, given A, the company who organised that uh, and their foothold within the, the global exhibitions and event sector, and also the 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 event itself, Global Media Congress. This this strikes me, as, and it's obvious to say, as something that is is going to be hugely beneficial for both parties, for Aditus and and LinkedIn and for the community builder. Um, how did the, the the relationship with this particular event and the organizers come about, Celine? Yes, I mean, we announced it today and thanks for mentioning it. And it's super exciting. Um, how did it come about? I think, first of all, we have a subsidiary in the Middle East based in Dubai. And this is super important because you need to be registered as a ticketing or registration provider there. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a classic RFP, as we have them in the industry. And I think this did play a role, the added benefits we offer, and not just that necessary evil of the registration that maybe is even disconnected from all the mm -hmm. other um, tech stack, as you mentioned. But absolutely, media is highly represented on LinkedIn. And I mean, with our functionality, we also track other platforms and LinkedIn comes first here. And in, in a lot of B2B um, environments, LinkedIn comes first by miles behind all other platforms. Um, yeah, and I think this played a huge role to have these functionalities already established and not having to build them first and having them trialed and tested and proven. Um, and also saying, yes, in media, we really want every exhibitor to sell and promote the event in a very intuitive and easy way because you really don't want to make it difficult for exhibitors and yeah we're looking very forward very much forward to the first event in november uh, and this the, you you mentioned something there for you use the word exhibitors and and a lot of the time so so far today in this conversation we talk about the registration process which can easily lead people to just think of the attendees coming to the event, Eleanor, whereas we, we have to also consider that everyone who is an exhibitor there has to go through a, a registration process as well. So this is not just about connecting people who are there as visitors. This is this whole process that we've been highlighting is also a way of bringing together exhibitors in that uh, scenario with the visitors as well at a much earlier stage of the process than before they walk through the door. Absolutely. It really gives them uh, a platform 
to uh, share content and also to connect with with the attendees. Um, and you know, one of the things that we have done at LinkedIn is developed um, kind of an educational uh, playbook, if you like, for uh, event organizers to build their communities um, online on our platform. And one of the things that we are mentioning there is uh, making sure that you activate your exhibitors and your speakers mm. and your attendees. Uh, you know, to share valuable content, to use the right hashtag, uh, to to act as event ambassadors uh, for your event. Because you know, the more you do that, um, the more you you know you create that buzz um, and, and kind of the right uh, content yes. around your event. And, and historically, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that one of the biggest issues that exhibition organisers have with their exhibitors is their laziness when it comes to participating in things in in advance of the event you know it's a, it's been a frustration for decades to, to actually get your exhibitors to to plan correctly not just turn up on the day set up their stand or their booth and then expect people to come to them and again going back to what we said earlier about directing people to new platforms and uh tech stacks and and and, and digital networking tools that they may not have used before most businesses who operate in a B2B sector will be utilizing LinkedIn within their day-to-day -day marketing activities. So they will be putting posts on there from their company about what projects they've undertaken, pictures, et cetera, et cetera. So this connection is, is not trying to ask an exhibitor to do something that they're not already doing day-to-day. -day. They're not trying to add another element to their day-to-day -day activities. Uh, so again, it, it goes back to this, this idea that we're we're utilising a network that's already there and in use. Um, and I can see you nodding, but this is the first thing that came to my mind is that I know companies who, who, who this right, okay, we don't need to do anything extra. Brilliant, great. We'll just keep putting stuff on LinkedIn and just connect with all the people that are going to the event. Absolutely. At the very least, what you can do is really share posts that you've already shared on your company page and share them on the event page with a very targeted audience. Um, so that's that's one of the tips that we're actually giving. And another thing that I can also add on that for specific events that are in specific uh, sectors that are um, kind of our our editorial um, focus sectors. I don't know if you know, but LinkedIn has an editorial team that curates content for our members. So what we do is we partner with our editorial team within LinkedIn, and then uh, the, the editorial team can really curate content that's being shared by speakers or exhibitors or VIP attendees and so on. So this is another lever, another way to amplify um, the, the right voices um, for certain events. Mm. And, and in terms of the, I suppose, the rollout process, Celine, is uh, what phase are you in at the moment, uh, 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 Aditus? The, the, the trials have been conducted. This is now going to be utilised with Global Media Congress. You know, in terms of rollout, uh, how many other clients are you seeing that uh, uh, would like to adopt this? Or is it a case that this is going to be integrated with every client that you actually deal with? Um. Good question. You don't have to integrate it if you don't want to. We don't force anyone. We have a very flexible workflow. And it was funny that you mentioned that the laziness of the exhibitors. <laughs> and this is something, I mean, we, we call it now, we steer towards exhibitor value. What value can we give the exhibitors? And this is one of the two topics we extens extensively researched over the last six months is really how to give or how can organizers give exhibitors more value that they take up? And this is one of the value points that they can absolutely take up. And interestingly, where it has been used already, um, the LinkedIn event functionality, but we also use social cards, for example, um, 
is at an event called Digital X. Fascinating event, fascinating format um, happening in Cologne in September, organized by Deutsche Telekom AG. You have to look at this event, it's incredible. And it's proven that the social engagement by exhibitors, by visitors, by stakeholders, by influencers um, has worked because the event has been promoted in the majority by exhibitors and by visitors. So over 80% of visitors actually came through that marketing. And obviously an organizer loves this because mm. the laziness of the exhibitor is completely <laughs> then in a box and shut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think any tool that an organizer has to be able to say, look, we gave you this at an early stage. You have not used it at all. You know, yeah. it, 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 it I'm not saying that we have, you know, any sort of silver bullet now as as, as exhibition organisers, but what we do now have is a better set of tools to be able to to show and identify clearly whether or not an exhibitor has utilised all the tools that as an organiser we have given them. Um, yes. When I think back to, you know, my first experiences in, in exhibitions at the NEC in, in, in Birmingham, it was simply a case of, you know, how many business cards did you walk away with or how many leaflets did you pick up or brochures did you get? And people would be dragging bags of you know, information out of the exhibition halls. You know, we're, we're fortunate to, to work now in a, a situation where we have better tools available to us to be able to talk to exhibitors specifically. Absolutely. Um, and I think that the community builder is not the only tool we have. I mean, since we started the company, we always had the exhibitor portal. And mm. that exhibitor portal is very intuitive and you don't use lose your branding from an organizer site but um, it's actually come to a point where some exhibitors want to use the exhibitor portal first to advertise the show um, before all others and um, it's it's crazy how this can be a revenue model for organizers and this is really whatever we build needs to be a revenue model for an organizer as well and needs to be super attractive for an exhibitor and easy Mm, absolutely. Um, thank you to you both for, for taking the time to, to to join me today and have this conversation. Um, just to recap, you know, key information, the LinkedIn Community Builder, um, it, it shouldn't be hard. Anybody who has access to the internet and is on LinkedIn will be able to find out a bit more about this. Um, before we wrap up today's episode and uh, and give out some sort of few bits of event industry news related information, Celine, let, let's come to you first of all. If people want to find uh, find out more about Aditus, maybe get in touch with you to see how it could benefit their own uh, shows and, uh, and things that they're organising. How do they find you? Well, where else but LinkedIn? <laughs> in this case easy uh, easy it, it was it was a easy. foolish question really today and 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 uh, eleanor what, what where do you do, think where do they where do they where do they find somebody who works for linkedin oh yes definitely on on linkedin feel free to approach me i always respond uh within a couple of days uh, at the max so yes please Fantastic. Um, thank you very much to you both. I've been joined today on the podcast by Celine Laukman, Head of Internationalization at Aditus, and from Eleanor H Honigstein. Honigstein. 
I'm just about there. It's only taken me 34 minutes, but I think I may have got close to pronouncing it correctly. Business Development and International Partnerships at LinkedIn. It's been a pleasure to speak to you both. Before we wrap up today's episode, just um, a bit of uh, an update and to point people in the right direction. Um, if you are listening to the podcast today via a podcast platform, please do make sure that you head over to eventindustrynews.com. You can check out the latest news, features, special supplements, and of course, the A to Z supplier directory. We always mention that because if you work within the events industry and you're looking for a supplier, a product, a particular company, uh, a tech company, the chances are you will find them within the A to Z supplier directory. And that could be whether you're working on a music festival in a field location or in a, a B2B trade show um, in, in, a, in a global exhibition center. Get to the A to Z supplier directory. If you can, if you're already on the eventindustrynews.com website and you're watching today's episode. Thank you very much for joining us. Please don't forget to go in the opposite direction over to wherever you get your podcasts from and make sure that you subscribe to the Event Industry News podcast so that you get updates on when our episodes drop each week, which brings us neatly and nicely to the end of today's episode. My thanks once again to both of my guests for joining me today and I'll see you on the next edition of the podcast. Thanks, everybody.